0: friends and thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots I would eat those legs if I was like on an island and had to survive I'd roast those but I would rather die like these are the most (laughs)
1: disgusting like (laughs) legs I've ever seen in my life you can find the Fort Worth Roots podcast online at fortworthroots.com we're also on all your favorite streaming services just look for Fort Worth Roots it's the same thing on social media that's Facebook TikTok Instagram Uh, And we also have a YouTube channel that has videos associated with most of these episodes. Check that out. Go to YouTube and just type in Fort Worth Roots. Shout out to our listener supporters. Angela Houck has been a Patreon patron supporting the Fort Worth Roots podcast for many months. And just recently, we were notified of another supporter on our Patreon account. Ms. Stephanie Danels is now a contributor. Thank you, Ms. Danels. You can be a supporter of this show by going to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. That'll be in the show notes. Type in Fort Worth Roots in the search bar for find creator uh, and then it'll pop up and you can support the show for as little as four dollars a month you'd not believe how much of a help this is working towards uh, purchasing new equipment believe it or not we've only been in the business for about two and a half years and our equipment is already starting to to kind of show some age so any support would be great but yeah for less than the cost of a starbucks coffee You can help us out, and it really does go a long ways. And aside from the good it'll do the show, we'll be shouting out your name, telling people all sorts of nice stuff about you, how much we appreciate you. And then in the future, we are, uh, in the very near future, planning on doing some cool stuff, and uh, all of our Patreon patrons are, are going to be receiving, like, special entry VIP status into events that we're going to be putting on. This first event that we did out at Pouring Glory was a great success, and we want to do stuff like that all the time and having supporters like you on the Fort Worth Roots Patreon page is going to help us do stuff like that. So that's what we're looking for. We want this to be a 100% listener-supported show, um, and we don't want to drone on about it. (laughs) Help us out. $4 a month. Yeah, patreon.com. Uh, Just type in for Fort Worth Roots. Our guest today is the front man for the Cutthroat Finches, a local Fort Worth band that is, by the way, awesome. And if you haven't heard about them, good, because I want to be the one that tells you about them. Uh, We have a really good recording in the very end of the recording. Um, we've already got the roadcaster turned off I shut it down. And I look over and there's our guest's guitar. And I go, wait a minute, you were supposed to play for us. And so we went ahead and we did that. It was perfect. We shot this at the uh, downtown Cowtown at the Isis Theater. And there was a one-man stage sitting up there in the VIP area where we recorded. And so he hopped up there and after a few little technical glitches, we were able to get the thing rolling. And uh, so he played live for us, played two songs for us live. And that'll be at the end of this episode. And then following that, we've got, uh, a couple of songs that he sent me, and a couple of music videos that he sent me. So you can hear those at the end. Uh, first one is going to be a song that was recorded live at Mass called Bad Habit. Following that, we've got a, a track called Two Stars, and then there's two music videos there uh, at the very end. And the last video is the Cutthroat Finches jamming out one of my favorite CTF songs at the ISIS before the remodel. If you haven't been listening to the show, if you haven't been to the ISIS theater, um, here's what's going on with that. This thing has a a very long lineage here in Fort Worth, Texas. It's got a lot of history. But in 1988, that thing was shut down and left to ruin. And then in uh, 2016, uh, Jeff Smith and his wife got in there and started rebuilding that thing from uh, a pretty pretty miserable state. Anyway, while it was in that miserable state, Cutthroat Finches rolled in there and shot a video inside uh, the theater when it was all dilapidated and stuff. It's really cool, and it's at the end of this ep- episode. I hope you get to check it out on YouTube, and if you don't watch it through the Fort Worth Roots YouTube page, go check out CTF's Uh, YouTube channel, and it'll be on there. They've got a lot of really dope uh, videos for you to check out. Very cool stuff. We have a couple of events and all of the information on our sponsors at the end of this show, but this episode is sponsored by the Roofing Solutions Solutions by Darren Hauck. Go to roofingsolutionshauck.com, or you can get them at 817-882-6520. This will be in the show notes. If you give them a call and tell them you heard about them on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. They will give you 50% off on a roofing tune-up. This is something your house needs. I don't know if anybody's ever talked to you about this, but this is something you need. One more time, that's Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck, 817-882-6520, and it will be in the show notes. Folks, if this is your first time listening to the Fort Worth Roots, or if it's your hundredth time listening to the Fort Worth Roots podcast, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button and follow us on your favorite social media platform, whether that's Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook. All right, that's enough talking out of me. Please give it up for the front man, for the cutthroat finches, Mr. Sean Russell. And let's start the show.
0: I mean, just the, the constant
1: joking is hilarious uh, oh. between them, but you should definitely check that show out. What's the name of it again? Uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Okay. Somebody was just telling me about it and how funny it was. And Yeah. I just haven't had a lot of time for... Uh television lately. I, I don't need it, but it's like when I get a couple
0: hours Saturday morning, you know, on my old man o'clock at seven in the morning, man, my voice sounds like a garbage dump. You can hear it now. Are you up too I, loud? No, 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 I'm Is fine. That good? Yeah. Okay. I'm just realizing how
1: much I've abused my voice well, at this point. I mean, dude, after what you did last, or just yesterday, yeah. and what you've got in store for you the rest of the weekend, yeah, you're really pushing the limits. I am. <laughs> I'm definitely going beyond what my voice was designed to tolerate. I think I got these mixed up. Now, which one did you just get? That's the Duke. What do you think? I like it. It's really call. smooth. It is a good call. So we started with Buffalo Trace, and now we're on Duke. That's right. I mean, because it is 11, so we got to get on to the next one, right? Well, well you suggested uh, some whiskey right <laughs> up front, and I was like, well, it's Sean Russell. What <laughs> are you going to do? We're riding the tightrope. It's a very <laughs> well-rounded man. Obviously, he knows best. Let's go with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doctor's orders. <laughs> So Friday on the Green, man, that was excellent. You guys killed last night. Uh, there, was, there were some uh, technical difficulties right up front that quickly got resolved, but uh, I, was, I was telling you before we hit record that I got to learn a lot about your bandmates uh, from a distance, watching right. how they interacted with the, uh, the sound guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it definitely, it's, you know, when you, have, when you have
0: four bands and the type of production that was happening, and then they're switching out everything different arrangements and everything like that and on a mobile studio versus like a place like the right. beautiful ice is here we have everything labeled out and can keep things clean and neat. musicians can't mess it up you yeah. know because I guarantee musicians are just unplugging stuff as soon as they, they don't care and it, they're done and then, the, and then the, the sound guys are left to clean up the shards of what's left <laughs> our biggest fear though is honestly it is the the sound splurge when they figure out oh wait this is the channel you're on and then boom all of a sudden and that's what happened to my guitar but luckily no ears were damaged So yeah.
1: was that right up front yeah. Okay. It was
0: right up It was. It was like the last thing you're checking, all of a sudden I was like, my guitar's not on, and all of a sudden they click, it's like, oh my
1: God, and then everybody's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> too much, too much. Well, I guess I guess y'all fixed it quick enough that I didn't notice, so. Yeah,
0: that's the pro move, and I was singing along with the songs. I was trying to keep everybody happy. There was some mm-hmm. good four-with music playing in between. <laughs> all people had seen it Friday on the green or learned about it Friday on the
1: green for the most part, so. Yeah. Well, it was an exciting turnout, and there wasn't hardly a square inch of grass available for people to put mm-hmm. their blankets out, so. thank god it rained a couple weeks ago to make that grass strong enough right (laughs) or yeah the grass strong enough and and maybe we're still receiving a little bit of benefit from the cooling effect of the rain too because it was nice yesterday it was as soon as the sun went down you guys picked the best set too i mean headlining but 9 9 p.m nice and cool sun's down it's perfect man you know between the weekly and the guys at south near south uh
0: megan and and the group over there that uh megan And then uh, Michael Newquist, I got a call on Labor Day. That's how recently they booked it. And they're like, okay, are you available for this? We've got it together. And I was sitting there going, are you serious? It is nine days until that show. And I got a show in Dallas already booked. (laughs) They gave you nine days? Yep. Damn. So, but I was like, I'm taking it because I knew the weather was going to be awesome. And I knew that it was going to be the first one. And everybody was so excited. I mean, it's such a great, I'm glad you got to be a part of it. And I just hear about it because I think once you're there, and you see the the, the, the community. I mean, I, it is my biggest connection to the community. I mean, it is the seedbed of, you know, Fort Worth. I feel like community around music and a big part of it, at yeah. least. You know, that and the arts goggle are huge, you know. Yeah,
1: That I was going to say, like, that area is very indicative of kind of the artistic change. Yeah. Uh, or the barometer there in, here in Fort Worth. It, yeah. Right there near Southside. Yeah. And then that event right there, I guess, I didn't know this, but it had been going on since uh, 2007. Yeah. And so we lost that due to COVID. Yep. The and last victim to recover. You know what? You said that last night, and I was going to bring this up too. Were you surprised by the lack of reaction you got from that? I was. Because I was. It was like telling a fart joke, and nobody yeah. was laughing. I was clapping, and then I looked around, I know, and I'm I like, did, I I'm the hear, only I one
0: clapping. Cla- that was me. Like, Is my <laughs> microphone on? Checking one, two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, you would think people would be kind of excited about this, but I think that even now, it's, it's still kind of like a political... Mm-hmm. a decisive polarizing thing to talk about like congratulations yeah. we're we're getting yeah. back we to screwed up even living our pandemic. Lives. yeah yeah now
0: now i you know i here's here's what i would say though is regardless of the clapping is that the um uh the the, the best part about it is is the turnout itself because mm-hmm. you know um uh you know the things going on in in the community not to jump ahead if you had if you want to talk about but like the things with mass for instance right one of the reasons shutting down is is we've been waffling basically um you know we were we were building up and finally we're profitable before pandemic hit then after it hit it was like we tried different things we were trying to serve these sandwiches that nobody wanted to eat and did all the other crap everybody did to try wow. to stay open but it's just the the, pa- the patronage and, and it makes me think as a musician like are people still do they like is this a part of their lives that they've just gotten used to not having and they've found something else now hmm. or is music still what it was you know in Fort Worth and I mean besides you know again country music here in the stockyards obviously there's a, an undying support for that as there should be but but, like, you know, for rock music and for other, you know, things, you know? It's like, is, know. is there still a culture here for that? Or is everybody just moving
1: here for the country music? I don't know. But well, y- seeing that event kind of is encouraging yeah. for sure. and you'd be the guy to ask. I mean, you've got your finger on the pulse. You, I think... Uh I saw somewhere you classified yourself as a mortgage professional. I don't know if I can bring that up, but <laughs> hell yeah. So if you're in the housing industry oh, yeah. and, you know, you being Sean Russell, yeah. uh, cutthroat finches, you would probably know best as far as yeah what's going on with the Fort Worth community. Where are we at with yeah. the venues and housing? And sure. So, sure. I mean, what's your take on it? Where are we? Well, housing is a problem. So I'm a
0: I, what I do is I, I'm a mortgage loan officer for a family-owned bank okay. out of Durant, Oklahoma. Actually, called First United Bank. So, okay. um, nice plug, shout here. out. I don't have to pay any <laughs> sponsorship fees, right? Because I don't That's know if just, they'll cover. It. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but uh they can't hit me up later though. <laughs> yeah, they can follow up like that's trademark, sorry buddy. <laughs> no. Uh, no, but it's a family owned bank and we do a lot of I do a lot of construction loans. Okay. So a lot of people that have been building from Walsh Ranch West is a majority of what I do. And okay. then I do a lot of remodels for people that are trying to fix up houses here. But there is a real problem here with, with businesses kind of, you know, what we were talking about before we started this. Um, how do you get businesses here that we need you know uh, we've lost some businesses in fact out of Fort Worth that we need like they make their corporate headquarters here Mm -hmm. how do we convince them that we are not just a a one-trick pony. Is that yeah. the? Is that the expression? Actually, a, something fitting. close to yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I should know that. I'm in Texas, right? That sounds like I should know that. It fits. But you know, it's like, are we just a, are, are we just? Do we just have this one thing we do? We're just a, the stockyards or whatever. Where the West begins. That whole deal. Yeah. You know. Which is great. But are we just that, or are we a place that's a good place to grow your business and that has affordable housing? and has things that the city needs or that a city needs to support a business that we would want to bring in here. And that's that's an issue. I mean, housing was up 15% from last year in cost. Rates have gone up. Um, they probably will go down. Did you invite that gnat? It's trying to kill
1: me. I no, but uh, you made a good assessment last night. On, or Your video said, hey, you know, the mosquitoes have been real polite this year. They have. And uh, they were they were polite at a uh, Friday on the Green, so good call. It's a super odd thing, but my <laughs> wife usually is like just a magnet
0: for all the mosquitoes that are in any given area. Do you think it's the blood type? I hear that a lot. I don't know what it is, but these new mosquitoes, they're larger, but they're nicer. They're, so from, they're from Oklahoma. They're, I'm being well... Yeah, they
1: are. They are. And they're, t- they're kind of <laughs> <laughs> you got that Tulsa vibe they're putting off? And something about the Red River, man. Once you cross it, the insects so. all get three times as big. That's true. And it's Jurassic up terrifying. there. Terrifying. And uh, the reason I was. So that, that's my so, yeah. right, let me Let me plug this.
0: I'll say this. If you want to support local music, let me do your mortgage. Let me strap you with some debt, um, get you into a mortgage loan, or help you build a house or remodel your house, and then I'll give you a free
1: record. And then that's how you can support music. <laughs> and I got one of your records back here. That's right. That you, you gave me as soon as you walked in the door. Very generous. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- did you say this was your
0: first vinyl? That was that's our, that was the last one we put out. Um, uh, we put it out in uh, 2019. And um, so that was that's our third record. Okay. Fourth vinyl. We did a single on vinyl. That if you guys catch us at shows, we have some left. Thanks to the good people at Hand Drawn Records here in Texas. Okay. Pressed that vinyl. Uh, but that was our so what that was uh, when we put that out it was the 50 year anniversary of the uh, Apollo mission Apollo 11 to the moon so in event of moon disaster for the camera okay you can keep talking I can still hear you Um, so what it was is uh, they, they, you know of course we we were I was too idiotic to actually recognize that the 50 year was coming up when we found the speech but it's a speech that was written for Nixon uh, literally for in the event of moon disasters, what the title of the speech was. <laughs> that was a solid attempt. I'm trying solid. to figure
1: it out. You, you should have got a du- <laughs> if you would have got a
0: double on the whiskey, it would have held it up. See? <laughs> uh, but it, uh, in the event of moon disaster was is really an amazing speech. It was written for uh, Nixon to read in the event that the the uh, the one untested piece of the uh, lunar landing mission was the the um, takeoff boosters from the moon. They hadn't been able to test it actually in space to know right. that it worked. Because el- every other phase they were able to test before, but they were in this rush. They knew they were short of time and they needed to do it, so they did. But they weren't sure. Like, if they got stuck, that would have meant a 30 days of knowing these astronauts are up there slowly dying off. You know, the best of the God. best, you know. So that's what the speech is written for. And if you listen to the record, when you get a chance to listen to it, the very last track is the speech being read. Over a kind of an instrumental track, and it 's so epic it 's like who writes like that anymore? nobody I mean it's like are we are we just dumb monkeys like what's wrong with <laughs> this we can't write good stuff like that I mean that is just
1: a magnanimous speech there's a whole uh, set that uh, I think Joe Rogan does talking about like the kind of the de-evolution of oh, speech. I 100% believe you know, that. You read a letter from somebody in like the Civil War writing home to his, yeah. his wife or something he's versus just an a enlisted soldier guy. today. Yeah. You know? He's an enlisted guy with the equivalent of a third grade
0: education right. and he's like writes like Shakespeare and you're like I don't even understand these words and it's anything <laughs> and it's look at the script and he's on a battlefield with a leg chopped off right. from Gettysburg. Like, Dying wow. from gangrene. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's still more <laughs> he's still more apt
1: than I am to write. Uh, I'm gonna dig that. Uh, I used to have a. uh, It was called the the Greatest Generation. The Greatest Generation, and it was clips of like old radio broadcasts and things like that. I don't think I still have a copy of it, but it was incredible, and it's on par with what you're talking about. Yeah,
0: it just you know it was it was was just a that was that was a concept album. So that album takes you from ignition and lift off to take off, and we actually one of the songs is called Take Off. It's two minutes fifteen seconds, which is the time from they when they started Startable. off to the when they got to outer space so we wrote a song that fit exactly that long That's awesome <laughs> so you know that it was fun doing a, con- a concept album because i didn't have to dwell on such personal dark secrets in my heart to find material i can just make it up you know yeah. just imagine what it's like to be an astronaut which is <laughs> way more fun
1: than you know d- dwelling on hurt feelings to write a good song you right know? Yeah. So yeah yeah but uh, your your music's eclectic I mean there's a lot of emotion in there and it sounds yep. like you're telling stories in most of your songs yeah so it's not all spaceships and sure. <laughs> rocket missions yeah absolutely yeah that, that's the challenge too mm-hmm. to back out of it a little
0: bit to make it more relatable and not so specific uh, yeah you know one of my favorite songs to play is called Rabbits I wrote it for my wife when I met her and uh, you know it's it's so specific like you know she turns guitar strings into bracelets and bottle caps into collections and you know broken hearts into brave love songs you know like uh, those lyrics like are very specific you know like to one person and you know that when you hear it and sometimes that's nice Mm -hmm. but also it's like you you want people to relate i think good songs you know like make people feel welcome and make them feel like they belong to it you know yeah And uh, so it's like if you can just sort of, you know, open the doors a little bit and widen the circle a little bit when you write, kind of back a little bit out of it. Luke Wade actually taught me that, by the way, um, the Magnolia Motor Lounge over some whiskeys. And I've kept it in my mind the whole time was just you need to back out a little bit sometimes from a song to make it, you know, some more people can have it, you know.
1: Well, somebody else would have trouble using that as as their love song to their wife, sure, because it's so specific, right? It, it, exactly. Like, I, unless, I mean, let's, <laughs> unless there's like a the alternative universe
0: sort right. of theory happening, like in somewhere else, or someone exactly like my wife, honey, and she has a rabbit named Charlie, and <laughs> she can make guitar strings and <laughs> bra- all that, then you know, you yeah. know, then I, I would be blown away. I'd like to meet them, and please contact me through Facebook <laughs> or my, my MySpace page
1: is still up. <laughs> yeah, y'all have got to get together. Mm-hmm y'all been married since um, I wrote this down because I thought it was fascinating yeah 2013 right mm-hmm. yep. honey and I, I met her at uh, make sure I don't mess right, up that's her real they, name by the way just
0: to be clear yeah. that's a real name I thought she was blowing me off when she told me her name was honey <laughs> like, yeah my name's Alexis
1: you know, what, like, what? <laughs> your <laughs> you know, stage names yeah I thought Amplify One Seven Day. I didn't want to call it the other thing because mm-hmm. they changed their name right at the end of it. But that they was did. the first time I got to meet Honey, and she's such she's the nicest person I think I've ever met. Well, thank you. I think <laughs> so too. She's a sweetheart. Well, she was out there uh, last night running around in the grass, right? She was Up front starting the mosh pit. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That would be her place. All right, so we should start the interview now. Okay. <laughs> oh, is it, is it started now? Oh yeah, we're fifteen minutes in, but who's who's counting? Um, I I. Did a little bit of research on you. Yeah, I like to come prepared for these. Um, I appreciate when, that whenever <laughs> whenever you Google Sean Russell. However, the first thing you find is Canadian writer uh, Sean Thomas Russell. I don't know if you're aware of that. He's a sci-fi writer. Yes, I am aware. I haven't read <laughs> from, his books yet. From but I'm going to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a Canuck. But I did, you know, stroll stroll through your social media stuff, and the first thing that caught my attention uh, were these. Places that you've been to, mm-hmm. and I did not know that you were prior service, but yep. uh, you being uh, you listing off Camp Casey, Korea, Fort Benning, Georgia, and Fort Bragg, North Carolina, I said, "He's probably an Army guy, and he's probably either aviation or infantry." I was infantry. Okay, right on. I was a Grunt.
0: Nice. Did a little time with Airborne. Tried to be a tried to go through the uh, Green Beret thing at, uh, in Special Forces and selections. Failed out a par- I made it through selections, but I started the course, and then when I failed that, that's how I had the. The awesome privilege of serving our country in the DMZ of Korea,
1: <laughs> so, dude. If you made it through selections, congratulations. I,
0: I that's did that not an I, easy process. That, that's just a couple of weeks. I think like the actual leadership quality is required to uh, to, to lead. Like I, I tell a funny story. Uh, there's this one part of that whole process that tells you how inept I was at that whole thing and how I really was not cut out for this work. It's like there's two things. That Krispy Kreme was not here when I left, or, you know, when I left Texas. Uh-huh. It is in North Carolina. Okay. So you could smell the Krispy Kreme donuts coming, I mean from miles away. It's wafted up <laughs> the valley. And we're like starved up there and it's January and I'm freezing. <laughs> there's two smells I'll never forget cuz I didn't even know what it was I was smelling until I had a Krispy Kreme. I was like, "That's what I was." Sm-. I mean, I'm talking like dreaming about what could this be? <laughs> what could this be? I had no idea what I was smelling. And then the other thing that was really funny is I kept smelling gummy bears. And I thought I was losing my mind because, like, why would I smell gummy bears? I know it's in the MREs. <laughs> there's nothing in there. It was the uh, the porta potties, the chili. We call them the chili trucks in the army. The septic, you know, dump tanks <laughs> or whatever. But they that blue juice they put in those it smells like gummy
2: bears. Smells <laughs> like gummy bears. <laughs>
0: I finally realized I was like, I don't know if I want gummy bears now. Like, that's all I can think of now when I smell gummy bears is chili. Well, so at least you knew you weren't going crazy.
2: Right,
0: it was a relief to know that I hadn't lost my mind. So, <laughs>
1: well, you don't need gummy bears anyway. This stuff's disgusting. Yeah, exactly.
0: Especially on my out. keto
1: diet keep my girlish figure. Are you on a, a keto diet? Is that the thing? Uh, kind of, you know, just low sugar. And, and
0: you know, by the way, clearly, like, I well, this isn't clear. It's clearish, clearish. <laughs> See, you can do this all day, but just you can't do the beer. The beer will. Bureau calls the inflammation of the gut
1: for Sean. Yeah, yeah. I can, uh, I can attest to that.
0: I'm surprised you didn't find my name under Sean O'Brien Russell, uh, the Irish terrorist. Oh God. He was a car bomber back in the day. Okay. And any uh, relation? No, it's <laughs> a total, total coincidence. My parents uh, named me, uh, you know, the long story about how I even got the middle name. I mean, my family's German and Irish. So, but, um. Uh, but, yeah, I, I started getting tagged in these posts because somebody at Trinity College, he was in the, in the IRA, he's a hero. So, oh, no shit. You know, and <laughs> so, they have statues of him in Trinity Hall, like here in, in Ireland. And I guess some anti-fascist protesters chopped his head off the statue and then okay. painted some Nazi signs on it. And I got tagged and I was like... What? I didn't even know who. I didn't even know the history of it. Didn't know the history of the name at the time. But yeah, that's 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 what comes up often. Or a very famous Irish uh, eels uh, hurling player. He's really
1: good at hurling. Nice. I don't even know how that works. Like rugby with <laughs> sticks. I don't know. Well, anytime you want to you know, switch identities and claim somebody else for street cred, you've got a few options. Yeah, I got a couple <laughs> places to hide. <laughs> You know, it's funny as your Tim Love. I, I I I've talked to
0: Tim. I've never realized his voice is growing. I feel like my voice is Tim Love's voice today. He does have like a
1: deep growly voice. He does. He? Yeah, I didn't realize it until I heard the 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 podcast. You know, I don't think that he had played two gigs at full volume the night before <laughs> that. But yeah. yeah, with full dance moves. Yeah, that was a that was a big interview for me just because he's a busy dude, mm-hmm. and for somebody like yourself or Tim Love yeah. or anybody else with a full plate, it's like damn they're giving me some of their time and I really do appreciate that I try to tell everybody like I know you didn't have to do this so thank yeah. you <laughs>
2: yeah well
0: there's an assumption of this sort of celebrity too uh, but but hearing him talk about his past and everything and his, and his failures and everything like that like definitely gives you a different impression than what people I, that I hear the, the rumor mill of assumption that is, yeah. is around him but yeah.
1: then when you hear what he's really about and you're like You know, like where he's been from and what he's gone through and, you Mm -hmm. know, knowing
0: some of the things he's gone through. Well,
1: because now he's a human, right? He's not just a guy that owns a bunch of Fort Worth businesses. Yeah. Him chopping up furniture to keep his uh, house warm is pretty, pretty humbling Running a paper route at 12 and telling Mm -hmm. the owner of the paper, like, hey, we should do business (laughs) differently (laughs) because this is stupid. (laughs) I love that. That's great. Episode 100, if anybody's wondering. That's right. And Tim yep. really is at his restaurants, like you said, by the way. I see him at Jamel every time I'm there at brunch on Sunday. So before I knew who Tim Love was, I was over here at my favorite restaurant, Once I'm Dove. It's right across the street yep. from where we're at today, by the way. We are at the uh, Cowtown, downtown Cowtown at the Isis Theater, which has been revamped, revitalized, and rebuilt from the ashes. It's only been back in business for about two years, and they're putting on shows and movies and all sorts of performances here and So if y'all haven't checked it out, come check it out. They got a full service bar and all sorts of cool stuff. Jeffrey will give you a tour. Um, But anyway, I sat down at uh, Lonesome Dove and we're looking at this menu full of crazy stuff. I mean, I had kangaroo sliders, right? (laughs) And I was like, is that even legal? Like, I didn't know you could get that. (laughs) Who's poaching kangaroos? Right, right, right. So I'm like, well, I'm getting that, you know, I've got to have it. So anyway, somebody comes out of the kitchen and puts the food down in front of us and tells us exactly what it was, exactly how it was prepared, what wine would pair best with each thing that we're about to eat, mm-hmm. and which order we should eat it in, and just all this information. And I'm just like, you know, me, in and out, taco casa, not really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the connoisseur of food. I <laughs> like to think I've grown a little bit since uh, that day, three <laughs> or four years ago, but... Anyway, I'm pretty sure that the the gentleman that set down the food and was telling us all this was Tim Love, but it's a foggy memory, and I'm not sure, but I do remember, like, looking at this guy and seeing the look in his eye, like, I'm wasting my time, and I know it, like... (laughs) This is a dude that probably eats Taco Casa four times a week, and right. he, he was right.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this guy's this guy's palate cleanser is Taco Casa.
0: So, yeah. but
1: yeah. he is he's in his he's in his restaurants. Uh, I guess five six times a day, mm-hmm. checking out different spots and just yeah. making sure everything's running smoothly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I gained a lot of respect for him. I didn't really know anything about him other than you know the, obviously the my wife used to shoot for the Fort Worth, uh, for um, Fort Worth magazine actually. Okay, and so we'd see a lot of the top chef events and everything like that. And Tim, of course, would be around mm-hmm. in those things in those circles, and it was always really nice and really cordial. I mean, my my wife taking pictures would have some people that are celebrities so called around here. They're mm-hmm. way less celebrity than Tim Love and were <laughs> way less cordial or nice. Right. So yeah. anyways, that's a good way to gauge. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Will Ferrell quote that says like well, it, about, it talks about the internet. It's like before you date somebody you should let them let them work on a computer with with a um with dial-up internet you know just to see just how they see, how they react yeah. to stuff you know but
1: that'd be a good I feel like that's how yeah.
0: photography is whenever she's like what's your name you know blah blah and then they don't have the time for her. and then tim love's like super nice and anyways yeah so
1: well it's been funny to hear like I'm trying to earn a free cheeseburger or a steak or something yeah. from tim love yeah. i mean it was a take what hey guy chef, hook sean cheese. up <laughs> 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 he's got plenty of places to gig too i don't yeah. do you still gig at places like that restaurants and whatnot you know I, I, I don't, for the most part. And,
0: uh, you know, my thing is, uh, uh, like I said, I have a day job. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't want to say this in any way that's cutting to other musicians who do this, because the sad reality is, like, I I, I don't want to do it if, if, if I don't want to be the background noise for, you know, a restaurant or the back backdrop. I mean, honestly, like, some of those deals, some of the time I feel like they would rather just hear... I mean, I could put on my Spotify and just kind of sit here with my guitar on right. it'd be actually happier, yeah, you know, um and they just want to hear what they want to hear and, you know or what the songs they know, and I just try to avoid those type of places, but I'm not at all putting down that thing because no, if i was I've also done those kind of mm-hmm. gigs and they are a lot of fun, like yeah. you know uh when you're doing a tribute to a, a band or somebody like that, but i um I, I just i, I I want to do original music and I want to play it for people that are looking for something original and that was made and created here, rather than, or something that I created rather than something I'm emulating. I don't, I I, I would, there's there's songs that I think I do a great cover of that I have an interesting twist on Mm -hmm. and I would never want to record them because I wouldn't want that to be the reason that everybody knows my band. So every time I play a show, it's like my big ending song is this cover of, you too, or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't Again, want that to be your thing. Not taking shots at, at all for anybody. Yeah. I'm just saying, for me, like I'd rather keep my day job yeah. and work it until the day I die, um, and 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 support my family that way, um, than than have to pander in that. Like yeah. it's like one. It's music is the one thing, and art is the one thing. I do not have to pander to anybody if I don't want to. Yeah. And I I feel like we've done that because, but but to do that, it requires all of us to have day jobs. Mm-hmm because
1: the business is garbage the
0: music business
1: is garbage and run by you know uh, run by idiots I mean honestly and you're not talking out of turn because there's been dozens of musicians that have been on the Fort Worth Roots podcast and they've echoed what you're saying you know Uh, going and playing at a restaurant uh, nine times out of ten is just paid practice you know they're sitting back there jamming nobody's really listening to what they're doing Mm -hmm. sometimes it's you uh, you might have an, an audience that's actually paying attention but Many times it 's just paid practice, you yeah. are kind of background noise, yeah, so yeah, not, not talking out of turn because that 's yeah. the sentiment that i 'm getting from everybody else and by the way, the woodshed is not like that,
0: so not to draw any correlation because the woodshed yeah. people do sit outside intentionally to listen to music, oh, so yeah, it 's not, it's not the same everywhere either no, you know? no for sure, but, uh, but you know I think it 's just um, like I said I, 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 I really want to make my own mark in music, whatever it is, however small it is. I just want to know that it was what I created, not something I emulated necessarily. And that's hard enough because every song I write, we, you know, give it time, and somebody would be like, "Oh yeah, that was a Michael Penn song from 1987, you heard, it, or whatever." You know, it's like you're probably right. Holy shit, I didn't even realize it, you know, like, well, or whatever. Like I'm writing a song, and somebody's like, "Oh yeah, that's a band called Television, Marquee Moon." It's like. God, man! Thought I came up with something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, you try to give comedians and musicians a little bit of grace because you know we've been trying to perfect comedy and music mm-hmm. for a very long time. Yeah. And as a fan of music or as a fan of comedy, you've heard all the greats. So yeah. your music sometimes might take a turn towards something you've heard before. Right. Doesn't mean you're copying it, but it yeah. might be heavily inspired by that. So. I don't mind familiarity. I mean, I, I don't mind giving credence. I mean,
0: we did a song on. Uh, on our second album called "God on Our Side," and mm-hmm. um, it was it was a take on a Dil- an old Dylan song called um uh our, our, called "God on Your Side," basically. But it was it, it starts off with this idea: my name ain't not, you know it don't mean nothing. Um uh my or, uh, my age is nothing. My name it means less. The town that I come from they called Midwest. So I changed that kind of and I made it into a whole song. And it's basically just talking about this irony of this idea of God being our side, right? I wanted I wanted to I wanted to somehow write it so that it, like people knew it was tied to it, but not too close to where I'd get sued by whoever would <laughs> sue us. Because it won't be Bob Dylan that ever hears right. the damn right. song. Yeah. It'll be his lawyers who have found a way to make another thousand dollars off of me if I dare. I make a thousand dollars on Spotify, you know. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it was. So I I like to intentionally give a familiarity to something to people. So. I mean, make it relatable, you know, in that way. I mean, there are bands that's like, I hear a song and I think, I want to write a song that feels like that, you know, that just yeah. makes, that makes people feel the way I feel when I hear that song. I, I think yeah. I write that more than, I, I, that feeling is what I chase most in songwriting.
2: Yeah.
0: More than um, a style of music, a particular style of music or something. Um, I... I you know i don't even know what I, sometimes i have trouble categorizing what it sounds like and musicians the gu- the guy in the band is always the worst one to ask what do you <laughs> what do you compare music to or 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 and also musicians are the worst one to be like what song should i put on the radio off this album because they'll tell you the one of the 17 minute guitar solo is the the bomb yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're never right but um but you know it's i i like i said i i I want to create something that's my own that's all yeah. i i would just rather that that to me seems like the most noble calling if you're going to make art and music mm-hmm. is to at least be left of that even if you know you die poor and hungry you know luckily i got a day <laughs>
1: job though <laughs> yeah. that's the that's where i'm unwilling to go i'm not willing to die poor and yeah. hungry but i still want to make music that it's matters a double-edged sword man because like yeah. you know the musicians that are out there grinding and there's different uh styles of uh music and some of it the gig stuff that you're doing just to put some bread on the table Mm -hmm. um, might be a little more uh, you know paid practice whereas stuff like what you're doing on a regular basis is Mm -hmm. making art and so a musician can do both yeah but there's probably a line between the two you know going out there and grinding out two sets at two different locations every day and stuff like that yeah Yeah, you know,
0: uh, T-Bone Burnett one time, there was a speech right in 2019 that he gave at uh, the the Visitors Bureau, the annual, well they had an annual conference, I don't think they've done it again, that's where I actually met the people from Amplify 817 which is an amazing organization tied to the Fort Worth Library. And what other city like has pays their musicians to give a chance to make their own Spotify, but you make a hundred times more than I could possibly make on Spotify yeah. from our city promoting our music? So that's where I met them. They invited me to sit at their table at the library table, hear this amazing you know, speech and, and kind of see what's happening with the city. And again, this is 2019. I remember T-Bone Burnett saying, great speech, kind of an anti-technology speech in a way. Mm -hmm. And he said, I didn't become a musician so I could learn how to do marketing.
2: (laughs) But that is a majority of what musicians do now. It's like you're doing 10% of
0: what you want to do, which is playing music and 90% uh, marketing. You know, I mean, if you you want to be successful, it's all marketing. It's like if you're not on TikTok, I hate TikTok. I know it's a thing, you got to do it, but it's just... (laughs) I mean, I, I, my friends are making fun of me because I'm on TikTok, as they should. I would make fun of them. I would do the same thing to them. I saw a post that said, the world must be coming to an end because Sean Russell has a TikTok account. <laughs> <too>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One of my high school friends, he's like, my God, what has happened to us? You know, like, that's what it feels like he'll be on it eventually. You yeah. know, but but you know, uh, I would also say on the flip side of that to T-Bone, who's from Fort Worth, Texas, in case you all didn't know, and writes amazing music and produces it and is in the... Uh, how would you call it? the aristocracy of the music business now? Here's what I'd say and retro and kind of like uh, now thinking at it over time The reason the music business is what it is now is because you and your friends haven't uh, have allowed it to be sold off to Silicon Valley So yeah. you think it sucks, you know and you want to give speeches like that? I think that's great. I, I believe wholeheartedly, but do something about it convince your buddies uh, in uh, in in the record industry to pull out of these digital streaming services that won't pay musicians for crap. I mean, great great example. Fleetwood Mac uh, Dreams just hit a billion plays. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, a billion plays? Well, after their label deals, they'd be lucky to have made $300,000 off of a billion plays. Yeah. A billion plays. That doesn't even pay the tax bill on their houses for the last 15 years yeah. they've been on Spotify. So, yeah. Please buy merch. Please buy our records because if you don't buy our records and T-shirts, see I got my Phantomello shirt on right here. Check it out. Yeah, see, <laughs> I buy this shit. I don't ask them to give it to me for free, and that's because I know that's it. Because
1: it ain't gonna be Spotify that saves these people or gives them health care. And can people find your merch at CutthroatPinches dot com? Yes, they can. It's available there. You were throwing out tons of free swag from the stage last night. It was all
0: the I don't know why I keep ordering so many extra small shirts. <laughs> like I don't know any extra small people. Well,
1: it was <laughs> so funny. And we're sitting, uh, probably. Good sixty feet back from the stage, we're kind of middle of that first group. Oh man! And, I know what uh, you're about to say there was a, there was a woman that fought a child for a extra oh. small ch- shirt.
0: <laughs> Is that what you thought I was going to say? <laughs> no. No. I thought you were going to tell the story that I heard several times last night of me hitting a baby in the face with a
1: shirt. Oh, shit. No. I'm not laughing. Uh, Did that happen? You edit out the laughing? (laughs)
2: Yeah,
1: I won't, but I could. (laughs) A gentleman would. (laughs) So, okay. Yes. So, you're uh, throwing shirts out, and I think you did this because you want it to kind of seem random. You don't want people to think that you're trying to pick out your friends in the crowd or something not that you could see anybody anyway because yeah, of I the lights him, yeah. but you would turn towards the back of the stage and you're chunking these things over your shoulder yeah is that why you do that well it also helps
0: the shoulder it keeps you from hurting your shoulder okay yeah because you yeah, you're the throwing back, back. usually yeah. trying so you trying to rotate you know like <laughs> and you, you got, know, got some good range rotator.
1: out there did I really yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah apparently I hit the baby in the face Jeez solid Christ. might have left a mark <laughs> yeah What's the, okay whose baby Who, is this what are they doing okay
0: whoever's baby that was I will send you all of our records if you just don't post any pictures,
1: if there was any bruising from Cutthroat Finch's t-shirts hitting the baby in the I'm face. I'm just saying, if I've got the most priceless possession in the world in my arms, mm-hmm. and a musician starts chunking t-shirts out, mm-hmm. and I'm in front of the stage... yeah. I might turn. Yeah. I might protect the priceless possession. I don't know. I'm not judging. I don't know how it happened. I I'm just, not judging anyone blindly into. The I'm just light. saying it's
0: not your fault. I didn't even know if anyone was out there. Honestly, I was just <laughs> throwing them out there. So there's definitely no targeting in practice. Yeah. That wasn't like you know a, a, a
1: cruise missile strike. You and Taylor had also mentioned three times during the performance that you couldn't see anybody. That's true because the lights were so bright. They were bright, and
0: then when they started blinking, I thought for a second. Well, after I was sure I wouldn't have a seizure. <laughs> I started thinking like, is this safe for people with <laughs> that have right. that you know the thing we usually that get epilepsy, a warning yeah. Even, yeah now, even on Netflix, you get a warning like right. hey there's flashing lights in this you just so you watch this, and I was mm-hmm. thinking, did we give any warning like i mean it's probably this might look cool, and then I thought, did the lights just go out because in the old days of Friday on the green. Uh, uh, Dre Edmonds is an amazing sound guy. Uh, it really, but he, but the the the, the power system that he had, mm-hmm. <laughs> when certain bands like I remember Calhoun up there playing, it's like they were just rocking out, and their amps were just sucking all the power out, and it just kind of took it, it that, all down, the, the Death Star power down <laughs> sound, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, I was thinking like, oh, man, did we blow it up? I was actually kind of proud if we yeah. did blow it up. But that would be a, a mark of achievement, yeah. Yeah, we haven't that. It's like breaking a backboard in basketball. You know, we slam dunk so hard. I was like, did we just melt down the power? But it wasn't. It was just <laughs> playing with the lights.
1: So, folks, Sean does care about your health and your safety. You, you can hear his concern about the epilepsy thing, and that was the yes. first thing he thought of. First thing. He was not out there trying to murk babies with T-shirts. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> See, <it's laughs> what a terrible thing to hear. Glad yeah, wow. we cleared that <laughs> yeah. part of my record. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I did not know that that happened, but uh, yeah, um, what was the point of that? I have no idea. But in
0: March Wadley and giving it away the extra smalls. Yeah, yeah. It was all the extra smalls. I, I wanted the kids to, I could be encouraged to come up. And we are doing a thing. Uh, I will plug. Uh, it's with Fort Worth uh, uh, or the uh, Academy or Fort Worth Academy of Music. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the 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 kids in that that are learning guitar, one of them was up there in the front. Okay. And she's doing a song with, so she had. I think I saw you talk. She to came her. up and yeah, yeah, so she was like, "I'm doing doing Goodbye Letter' with you," which is on that album. Nice, um, and uh, which is super sweet. And I think what's great is there's a lot of kids that grow up learning music, um, and what Eric and Rowdy and some of the guys that teach over there at, at the academy are doing is they're trying to connect them with writers and creators you know rather than just teaching them how to do Aerosmith and the Beatles right, right you right. know yeah uh, you know it's like for all the time and money that parents spend putting their kids in lessons and everything like that and the time you're sitting on the recitals and let, watching them painfully go through Back in Black or whatever song they're doing right well, I, I, I there's value in it but like how much more value is it when you're when your kid learns to express themselves through that and they're not learning that they're learning imitation Yeah. and on a more deeper psychological level like for people that are creative people that want to express themselves in music to be like okay now go imitate this Mm -hmm. it's counterproductive take something away away. so I love that I love that Eric and his team is doing this so that um, you know kids think like hopefully kind of have this idea that at some level that the creative part is the most kind of
1: sacred part of the yeah. whole process of art well do you so. think the uh, school rock and things schools that are geared towards teaching young musicians mm-hmm. you know that whenever you're teaching a class in front of a group sure. you've got to find a way to streamline it so that there's, there's like a general line where everybody can kind of learn from because yeah. you can't do the individual thing do you think sure. that probably on the creative side it might be more advantageous for a young musician to learn one-on-one with a -hmm. a mentor rather than this is not the right way to put this but like a puppy mill musician system you know just pumping them out pumping out units i I think i think a balance it's like if i was if i was teaching a school
0: i'd want them to learn by uh, by imitation so they'd learn the skills which is just the the part of your brain that is like you know right brain left brain right so they're learning they're but they're not they're not, they're not getting a left brain experience if they're not writing and they're not creating. Uh, or given some improv even if it's just to give them an improv section, instead of imitating the exact solo that was in, you know, limelight by Rush, let the kid do what he like teach him like to create something in there, yeah. you know. Not that he's gonna beat out what was there and it's gonna be disappointing for everybody, but his parents will be happy, you know. Yeah. But still, I mean it's 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 balancing left brain right it's just ironic to me that most schools I didn't realize it until Eric and the Fort Worth Academy actually approached me that they were that it's like why aren't other people doing like all these people that teach music, they're not connecting people with the writers in this town that are willing and, you know, that there's opportunities to meet with them and work with them. Yeah. This is a great way. So these kids will basically do on December 3rd, we're going to have a show. There will be um, the kids rotating in with us, playing different parts, singing, and sometimes playing drums. I know and where is know, this so going to be at? Well, it's going to be at Mass. So we are oh looking
2: shit. for
1: locations. Edit right
2: there. Just good.
1: Um, now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know everybody's upset. Like, yeah. at the very next day, I sat down and did a recording. After I found out about it. So, I've been talking about it since the day after it yeah. was announced. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so we're, we're going to do it. We just, we don't have a location yet, so I'll make sure I
1: pass that along for sure. Would this be a good venue?
0: It, well, you know, it might be. It's, it's a. I mean, sound wise, heck yeah, this is a great, this is great sound in here. The Isis has yeah. amazing sound. And they've actually upgraded it just recently. So yeah. it was great. It's excellent now. I know a guy that uh, is the national. Nash- His name is Victor Trevino. He does uh, Elvis impersonation, and I mean, it is so spot on that when I watched the Elvis movie recently, I was like, this guy's imitating you, <laughs> imitating Elvis. Like these are like. I mean, even the way he holds the mic is so perfect. Yeah. But I, he does a show here. Yeah. Pretty often and. It, it's amazing I mean it's it's so well done and the sound is so good and Vic does a good job too of kind of explaining a little bit about Elvis he doesn't stay in character 24 hours you know twenty yeah. Yeah, the whole set I mean right. he kind of goes and he's like you know when Elvis did this this is what it was going on and this is the label he was on and he was trans- and, you know, and like this is the background and who he said he ins- was inspired
1: by you know it's really cool that's the they most that' they do that here that's the most important part of any kind of history lesson mm-hmm. is knowing what the peripherals are right yeah. so to understand what Elvis was going through in a certain moment you need to yeah. understand what happened last week? Yep, and what was going on in his head at the moment? That's yeah, that's important. Yeah. It is. I like this venue. I heard that you uh, shot a music video here. We did. Tell me about that. So we saw on um, the, the Fort Worth
0: Weekly posted a story about uh, the down, you know, the ISIS theater and what it was. Which I've, you know, I've been down here for quarter beer night at PRs more times than I'd care to, you know, account for. A quarter but beer, God bless. Is that still a thing? It's it's been six months because they've now raised it to fifty cents. Oh, Inflation's wow. been a monster. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but uh, it was it, it, like this this stage up here, or this whole setup and I everything. Mean, I mean, the 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 curtains are just like in pieces, like the original curtains on mm-hmm. the, the original theater. You could see the parts of it that were so amazing, but it just it sat for maybe thirty years at the time. Yeah. I think, um, and, and and the, and the so it was dangerous to the level that he had to have a sign of waivers because like parts of the ceiling might cave in. There has yeah. been a rain recently. There was birds flying through the ceiling, kind of dipping down into the sunlight. <laughs> it was very, uh, perfect, perfect know, for Mad, the video, Mad right? Max moment kind of, but it was, it was, but it's still just still, even then this vibrant color and history and everything like that, that was left in here was, it was an amazing backdrop for mm-hmm. a video. It really was. And there was, you know, again, uh, the, the, the history of what was here and the, the, the ghosts and the, just everything that they yeah. discovered and that they were doing and i'll be honest i in my mind uh, if i'm being honest i never thought he'd get this thing figured out we found him right <laughs> after the after he had kind of been he was just like searching for funds yeah and when he told me how much he needed and what he needed to get this done i thought he was the craziest person I ever had. i was like this guy's a uh, you know uh halton uh, uh city uh our high school rather uh theater teacher right um so i'm guessing he doesn't have a billion dollars or whatever you know like and he's got to fundraise how much money and uh, who are you getting to do this and and it looks amazing it's such an amazing respectful restoration of what was great about this place and even Mm -hmm. where we're sitting like this bar in the history of it and everything like it is i mean all credits like but I, I did. I thought he was. I thought I was sitting across. Maybe the craziest man mad in Fort mad Worth. Man. Yeah.
1: Well, I. And if you come to uh, downtown Cowtown at the ISIS Theater, uh, off of Main Street, almost uh, right on Main and Exchange. If you've been down here, you know where it's at. You can't miss it. But uh, you can come inside and you can see some of the pictures before the renovation took place. And like Sean's describing, it was just an absolute disaster. The yeah. holes in the roofs and yeah. I mean. This building is steel and concrete, and for there to be holes in that, that is substantial structural damage. Yeah. And, yeah, you got to sign a waiver to walk around in a
0: room like that. (laughs) Where we were right over here, part of our video, you can see there's a blown-out wall, just like shards of a wall and a hole in the sand. He had the bass player climbed up here. We handed him his bass for him to play on basically like a... Like a blown, I mean, it, it looked like it looked like like what you see of like Syrian war footage. Yeah. You know? it just like it looked like someone dropped a bomb in here, Damn. and he's standing up on that, and he's playing bass up there. You know, it's like again, probably not a great idea. Do but again, the band does
1: not offer health insurance. Right. <laughs> you know, for a fall. <laughs> do you, this is a big ask, and you might not have access to it. But do you have a file that I could pair mm-hmm. up with this recording? Yeah. You bet. I'll send it to you. That would be so sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a big supporter of this theater. Um, all the downtown buildings that are just falling apart. Like my heart hurts when I see them. I mm. wish somebody would do something to save the buildings. But some of them are just old warehouses, and who cares anyway? And you're never gonna get anybody to fund something like that. Sure. But something like this, uh, uh, kind of a mecca of creativity, an old theater, yeah. that's one that you should save. So, yeah. but if it weren't for Jeffrey Smith, the the madman, the Halton yeah history teacher is that what you, I, you
0: history or, or no he was a theater teacher theater teacher and that's, yeah, that's, how I, right. that's how I found him because I posted on Facebook how do you who is this guy does anybody know <laughs> Jeffrey Smith I don't know which Jeffrey Smith on Facebook it's a you know common name enough to where there's a hundred thousand of them you know and then of course Blake from the Royal Sons Blake Parrish is like oh yeah he was my theater teacher here's his number that's so cool it's <laughs> like why do you have your theater teacher's number or whatever you know but he found it right away, and he was just like, well, that was easy, and then I found Jeff. He's like, okay, we can meet, but I got to tell you, it's dangerous in there. Yeah. It could be asbestos as fall into sin, but I I do think <laughs> it's a testament to when you have, you know, I mean, it's a testament to being a visionary, you know, yeah. and to having a visionary, uh, vision for something, and then that, that contagiousness that it can have, you know, yeah. um, because, you know. Putting this together is a, I, I think it's a miracle. Monumental. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It and it's going to be something that's going to last, you know,
1: long beyond his life, you know, yeah. like our oh lives. Yeah. You know, this place is. Amazing. He put another sixty years of life into this building. Yeah. Even if he stopped with everything mm-hmm. he's doing now. Yeah. If the ghost doesn't kill us all. <laughs> Apparently, it's a friendly ghost. Oh, well that's. Did you cool. know that there? And I don't know if I'm getting the name of the show right, but it was like Ghost Hunters or yeah. something. Came out here and did like a full episode. They sure did. They we'll sure try to put a tag did. for this episode. <laughs> Sean's looking around like, "Where's the ghost?" I'm <laughs> just looking for any flickering lights or kind of. Feel, I just felt a little cold right there, you know. was that "Me or do you
0: feel
2: that?"
1: No, no. That I'm the whiskey. I'm a moon. I'm a moon to it. Yeah. (laughs) Gotcha. So did you, uh, during your military days, I know you spent some time in Korea, did you ever end up in the Middle East at all? Um, Very briefly in Saudi Arabia, or like in uh,
0: Bahrain, just for, in 94, uh, but not in any actual conflict. By the time we got there, it had already been resolved. We flew over and... Got some Bradleys off the Kitty Hawk uh, that had been floating since the first Desert Storm, and Damn, what? cleaned them up and started driving them. And then we're like, okay, it's all done. Covered in salty corrosion, yep. they were. That's, that's a task. Mainly it was spray and wash duty, is what the mission was about. So, yeah, it was. But yeah, my my brother on the other hand was an Airborne Ranger, and he got in shortly after me. And uh, he, he, he basically didn't miss a conflict, so he was involved in every conflict ever since then. So I the mean, Russells
1: are well represented.
0: They are well represented
1: in the military for sure. Well, the reason I bring it up, I was in the military for 12 years, and I did two little non-fun tours over there, and if you're standing on sand that has had nothing but bloody conflict since the beginning of time
2: mm-hmm.
1: versus here, at the ISIS Theater. Yeah. I think the chances of seeing a ghost are going to be better in the sands in the Middle East. <laughs> so, on, on that idea. Like, I've, how many people I've, could have been killed here? A dozen. Yeah. Tops. Tops. So Well, I mean, if you look back in the history, there might have been. It's true. Wild West days here. Yeah. Could have yeah. been right, right next to Hell's, Hell's Half did,
0: Acre. Yeah, Bill the Kid did cruise through here
1: a couple times. <laughs> but anyway, so that's my... Uh, when, when ghost stories start popping up, I'm like, yeah. eh, I've been to places where there if there were ghosts, yeah. I'd have seen a dozen of them. Yeah, that, that is very true. That is you very too, true. since you'd you been over there in the sandbox too. Yep, the sandbox. That's a nice way of putting it. Cheers to the sandbox. Let me get my, you're empty, you
0: want some? There you go. Sharing is caring, like I always say on Facebook. Yeah. Cheers.
1: Thank you again for doing this. Of course, man. Ooh. We did a very ADHD-fueled loop around every one of my questions, except for the band, Cutthroat Finches. How long have you guys been playing together? Are those the original bandmates? Where did it all start? Well, um, the, the the long history version,
0: in a short uh, way of putting it, is uh, the, the Pipes brothers. Todd and Toby Pipes from Deep Blue Something had a studio. They're the guys who sang Breakfast at Tiffany's. No shit. They had a studio, and at the time, they were recording uh, Flickr Stick. Okay. Uh, and they were recording Hi-Fi Drowning, and Drowning, uh, Drowning Pool was also... I mean, um, yeah, Drowning Pool was recording at the time, all really? at the at that studio. They had just kind of come off a long tour and so, I literally met all the people that, um, you know, Taylor Young, who's with the O's and Taylor Young Band, um, and a lot of it, Polyphonic Spree and a lot of other things. Taylor Tatch, of course, who's produced tons of albums here. I met him, he was just getting out of North Texas at the time.
1: And where's his studio at?
0: His studio's down in Fredericksburg, he's been working okay. on. So, yeah. he's going to build out in and one... Yeah, is this the
1: one you're talking about?
0: Where you met everybody? Uh, no. The, oh, this studio was in... Uh, originally, it was uh, BPL, Base Proposal. Propulsion Laboratories nice came with them. they got a lot of calls from the Bass Pro Shop <laughs> unfortunately back in the day but all out of lures <laughs>
1: call back next year yeah.
0: oh he had a good time with that call when it came but uh, they they um, I met, it, it was down in the Hickory Street annex near the fairgrounds, like off Second Avenue, down in uh, kind of Deep Elm, south of the Devil okay. Wide, basically. Yeah. That was the original studio. And then they moved a couple times, but BPL kind of became uh, a hub where, like I said, I, all my musical friends, I met Calhoun through there, um, the guys in that band, um, you know, one of my absolute favorite bands. Like I said, uh, met Taylor Tatch, and then through Taylor, uh, met. Uh, Eric Webb, who was at the time working with Brandon from Flickerstick and a band called Jet and the Ghost Tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rob Payne, my bass player now, uh, was not the original bass player. Uh, on the very first album is basically when I formed, as I was releasing it, I formed the actual band. The people I had in at that time, I was doing a lot of covers and playing breweries and doing a lot of this stuff. I just didn't... I didn't want to play more shows to more people that really didn't care. Yeah, you know, what yeah. I was doing, I weren't paying attention. I like I said, I I would just made that decision. I didn't want to be the the human jukebox, basically. Yeah, you yeah. know. So, um, and but but you know, those guys had different things. I mean, nothing. They were great to play with, but but the guys that formed what I would consider to be the real band, you know, uh, Rob was in a band called Cozy Hawks, who I respected a lot out of Denton, um, and then my niece Drea. Uh, was moving up from Austin uh, about the same time again I was releasing that first record.
1: Is Dre on drums?
0: Yeah, okay. Dre's on drums. So, so she's, killed, man, she's awesome. Yeah, so Honey is the youngest of five sisters. And then um, uh, uh, Dre is, uh, you know, obviously the, uh, I think she's the youngest in the band, I'm pretty sure. But but yeah, kind of making it. And then my daughter does play with us, Maddie Russell. Yeah, and She grew up in the school rock system. Um, and she and it was great for her because she did meet a community including Max and some of the guys who played the 100 yep, yep. the, uh, the, the Gray the Gray the yep. great so um, um, met some great musicians there. She's at Berklee College of Music now, up in Boston. So I can't, you know, I can't discredit the program either. But it's like, yeah. but what Maddie loved was writing, you know, mm-hmm. and like getting to write. And she got to write and kind of create some parts in a lot of the recordings we have. She's she has her own band,
1: uh, Retrophonics '88,
0: Retrograde '88, Retrograde. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm actually flying up to see her Monday night. She has a big uh, label, uh, you know, presentation kind of awesome thing for man. her band. Yeah, it's like they don't even have an album. They they just Approved their masters and already meet in front of A&R people and label people and I was like man what a fast track like I've been busting my ass out here I sweat my ass off and make my voice sound like a garbage dump (laughs) it's been described as a a thirsty angel or a glass shards scraping on a roof shingle kind of vibe you know like so and she's already meeting in front of label people but I'm excited I'm you know it's like you know the watching your kid uh, watching her learn to create is what that, I, I kept pushing her towards it but it was kind of like that bravery when, you, when you're writing a song it feels like walking in a room naked with these yeah. musicians I mean it's just like you're it's it. It's such a vulnerable position I, I don't have anything else in my life that probably makes me feel more vulnerable than that but once you get with a band that's comfortable everybody understands this is what this is this is where we're starting at give it a little time listen try to understand it start building in you know what I mean and it, it's a it's an amazing it's an amazing process to see it kind of the idea of birth and become something bigger and then to see your kid like pass that on and, and, and hopefully be the future of what happens here you know part of the future of what happens here
1: I got to see her play um, you were there too uh, we had Max Cusin with the gray mm-hmm. and then she was playing with a trash it, puppies trash puppies Yep. and so I got to see her perform and just to, to see you there and seeing her play it was a it's a cool moment and then Amplify it one seven. Uh seeing y'all out at the uh Will Rogers Coliseum and she was there playing with you that night. Yeah. It just yeah. it seems like y'all have such an awesome music family relationship that yeah. uh it's priceless. Is. I mean it is great. It really see. seems like something yeah. It is it's great it's great to have that
0: connection. I mean I, I if I was good at sports, you know, then that would have been cool too, you know, to have that, you know, like th- like the dad who gets to throw a ball with his, their kid cuz they play baseball or they throw the football or whatever, but but yeah, it's playing music and having your daughter actually get to create something as her part of and contribute to that, you know, it's 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 great. But it's funny we finally agreed only like after this last some of the last recordings we did we we're like, okay, Maddie has to be part of the band. She's on th- three of the four records <laughs> <laughs> we recorded like, and when she's here, she plays and she sings with us. Huh? So she's got to be officially part of the band, even if she's part time. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I got our official Dickies jumpsuit with our CTF brand That's on, so, so that cool. now it's
1: official. So where <laughs> did that come from? Because I love y'all's uniforms. Yeah. You know, that so There was a few things that I pointed out last night to the people that were sitting with me watching you guys perform uh, as the headliner. You know, We watched these other really talented musicians mm-hmm. do their thing, and then you guys got up there and brought something that we hadn't seen yet. Yeah. And it's your stage performance, or, or excuse me, presence, the uniforms that you guys have, and just the the attention to the detail that you put into the show. Mm-hmm. You have music, the bands before you had music, yeah. but y'all did something above and beyond anything else the other bands had done, and it's your sh- your stage presence. And oh, I appreciate All that. the Means attention to the details. Yeah. Well, I had to bring that up because it's, a, it's obvious that you're paying attention to it, so... Yeah. Yeah, I yeah it's, it's funny with all the interviews
0: I've done over time like nobody's asked me about those but you know I, I had the I I had the idea when talking to the band we we were just talking about like it's more it comes of a process of de- D- deduction, you know, where you're like, okay, no flip flops.
1: <laughs> right? Start with that. Let's, yeah, Every band. there, no Hawaiian shirts. That. We're not Jimmy no, Buffett. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and I have worn a Hawaiian shirt. I did it
0: one time at a, at a, at a it, but it was, a, it was a, it was a tribute or a uh, charity show. So it's kind made of, sense. Uh, yeah, 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 made sense, sense at the time. But you know, like the, and then you know, no shorts. I don't know if you've ever seen musicians in shorts. Happened last night. My God, like musicians' legs. I don't know what happens to us. Like, it's like a. <laughs> It's like an afterbirth defect. <laughs>
2: like,
0: it's just, I don't know what happens to legs. They, I've never, I'll never, you know. For, I heard this rule by other people, but when I was in high school, I worked at the Four Seasons, uh, and Iron Maiden was out, and they were, they were, there, they were there at the pool just hanging out, right? And they get the time, probably in their fifties or whatever, and like they'd been playing tennis, and then they come over and they're in their little speedo. and everything like that and I had to bring towels over and it's like the whitest people I've ever seen and the most (laughs) disgusting legs I've ever seen I was just like my god like if like there I'm not saying I point out people that are like I would eat those legs if I was like on an island and had to survive. I'd roast those, but I would rather die. Like these are the most disgusting
1: like legs I've ever seen in my life. Your I mean, imagination thank works like I did, mine does. That's weird that you would say it like that.
0: Not a wing stop kind of vibe they are putting out. You know? yeah. <laughs>
1: Shit, man! They weren't juicy at all. But you know, not not just the uniforms, <laughs> which are very, very cool, very, uh, very U, very mm-hmm. CTF. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the the throwing the guitar around and and doing the dips with with the, mm-hmm. the instruments and yeah. I mean, at one point, you uh, who's on keys, Eric. You gave Eric your guitar. Yeah. And then you got in everybody's face <laughs> and you're singing to them like like they're you know they're yeah. your you're in love with them or whatever right. it's just it was so much fun and uh, that's awesome. That's Thank really you. what pulls things sets people apart and um, I noticed that with Max Cusin the first time I saw him perform mm-hmm. is he put a lot of effort into that and that's when the light bulb came on yeah. I'm sure I'd seen it before yeah. but never really paid attention to it. But you guys yeah. really have some mastery up there with it, so...
0: You know, I, I feel like it doesn't matter how many people are there. I feel like we played the same show literally earlier in Dallas, and I was on acoustic guitar because I thought it was a smaller room. But, you know, to me, it's like if I leave a show and there's one person there or no people there, and and I, it does matter to me, like, how what I did, and that's it. You know, and it's like I think it is hard to fight the urge as a musician to to not reflect what appears sometimes as apathy. I, I'll, 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 I'll give you a great example is, we played House of Blues, we got to open for Flicker Stick okay. on the night, and they, it was funny because they, they were doing their 20 year anniversary of this album, right? Which is when I met them. So they were really good enough to, which is very rare in the music business, for them to think, I could get somebody who would help us draw or make more money but instead I'm going to connect to the people who matter to me and they did nice. that. So I give them props for that cuz they could have got anybody they could have got anybody and not paid them a dime to play because it was already sold out before they even announced that we were the opener. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, so like when it sold out like 5 minutes after they opened tickets I was like we still get to play, right? I mean just you, I know we were we were supposed to help bring in some people but uh, you know you don't need anybody. I get it, you know. And that was just a guest list but but anyways, uh, I remember looking out in the crowd and like the crowd, uh, the Flickr stick fans who were, who really were the only reason that first show happened, right. is they just willed it into being. But uh, so many of those fans connected to me afterwards. And, uh, but, but it looked like they, they didn't know who we were. They didn't, it looked like they didn't really care. Yeah. You know, they cheered and all that stuff, but they didn't, it was just kind of like, okay, bring on Flickr stick. You're yeah. just thinking, you're the opener. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's, I I would say that that was a huge learning lesson for me because people's reaction and what's on their face you know doesn't necessarily say now then once you have fans and you're because we're equating that somehow if you're doing it right then it's going to look like when I went to a concert for I don't know Nirvana or the Foo Fighters when I already knew all their songs and they were already famous I want if you're waiting for that reaction as a local musician the first time you play in front of people. You're missing. S- setting it. yourself up for failure. Yeah. So play, play, <laughs> play like the, like they would have played to the audience that would react like that. Like nice. you know, start it from the stage yeah. and, and be at it from the stage. and Don't compromise on that, and then see if it doesn't build the audience in a different way. You know. Yeah.
1: Well, it shows, man. Thanks, and, um, Taylor. Up, uh <laughs> and I don't want to harp on this too much, but it was just so funny. That, uh, the, you know, like you said, there was a lot of complications. I mean, as far as moving pieces with the sound engineer, and I'm not getting into his shit or saying that he did yeah. a bad job because the finished product came out great. He did a wonderful job. But there were some hiccups oh, there yeah. for a minute and you're watching Taylor and I'm I'm thinking about the the whole day that y'all just had. Yeah. You know, playing your ass off. Just beating sweat it out. And he'd She'd been recording all day by the way. He'd oh, been in the studio all day recording. And then y'all drive all the way across Texas to Fort yeah. Worth and yeah. you're 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 getting ready to go, man. Let's do this. Let's go. And Taylor's up there and he's just He's like a bull just waiting to come uh, out to shoot, and yeah. uh, and and like at the moment where you thought everything was gonna break, he just he just strummed on that beautiful guitar <laughs> of his, yeah. and it sounded like like an old Nova yeah. just just revving Startin the engine up. or something. Yeah. And I'm 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 looking at that and I'm like, man, that is incredible. Yeah. Like the. Anyway, but that that tension, y'all coming out the gate, yeah. and then and then looking at you comparing. <laughs> the mannerisms and, and Sean Sean saying. is well and, and he comes over and he's got his little you know iPad or whatever and he's adjusting or whatever and yeah. and you're just standing there and you're just strumming and you've got this look of serene peace on your face yeah. and I mean the, the contrast was yeah. it was striking <laughs> yeah that's, that, that, that's the thing is like
0: I think I've played so many shows where the sound is so bad that this doesn't even rank for me, <laughs> like, the, like the, we're not even on. The, if the if the monitors aren't just making literally the feedback noise sound then we're already better than <laughs> 150
1: shows I've already played. You know? And that's what they're doing at that last moment because they've yeah. already got the sound set for, yeah. for output, right? Yeah. Now they're just trying to, to, to uh, hone in the monitors so you guys yep. can because hear Because we're in a different on. configuration than the last band. It's right. like the keyboard
0: player was over here or there was no keyboard player. It's the steel player over here. So they've switched things out trying to hurry up and fix that one yeah. so then they have to un-F that for us right right <laughs> that's really what that was yeah. is them trying to un-F it as quickly as possible and um, you know so i don't envy their job i would never do their job no. i would also never do band booking or do anything with managing bands <laughs> my god what a shit show!
1: Well, it's hard enough just trying to get uh, your band to practice, right? Uh, to to coordinate each other's schedules, that, that and part, studio that part,
0: time. Yeah, I, I, we we do pretty good with it considering. But it's like I feel like I've been on a uh, very lucky trajectory because I hear way worse stories. That's it's like right. just not just not having someone who's just a full on drug addict or a fall down <laughs> drunk all the time. Like just having that is like, man, we've been winning. Like we haven't had to deal with that damn like you know we can be i mean we're at the professional level where no matter how hungover we are or how trash my voice sounds we'll figure out how to get it back in yeah. for the show or show up and we're not going to not show up you know is, do you have a show tonight or is it tomorrow tomorrow okay. uh, shadows of jets have a, sh- uh, a show tonight that's taylor's band at okay. mass so it's one of the last shows at mass it'll be this is next weekend will be the absolute last weekend with royal sons uh on the 23rd so it'll be the last show but Shadows of Jets is playing, and and it is rare that they play in Fort Worth, just because of you know him engineering having a family down in Fredericksburg. He doesn't get up here as much, but yeah, you should definitely if you know you can get out. You should go Are see. Are you going? Right, we're gonna be there late, but I'm hoping to scoot in late. We had a commitment a little bit early, but now I'm gonna. I'll be honest. Since this will air
1: afterwards, yeah, I'm gonna fake COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I like, want to, but I got this hundred and six fever. Yeah, so, well, is, this, is this allergies? I don't know. Is it allergies? I don't, I don't know. I don't know why my voice sounds <laughs>
0: like this. It's getting worse. Just probably hay fever. <laughs> <laughs> or should I just go? No, just go. No, no, I'll be all right. Then I'll just show up and like, pull my hat and
1: sunglasses like, don't take my picture, please. I'll wear a mask, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> no, yeah, Sean. Stay home, Sean. So the 23rd. Yes. Y'all will be out there last that's week. That's Royal Suns, uh, the last. Are you weekend. playing with them? I'm not playing with the Royal oh, Suns. Oh, okay. That's I, the last show, though. But yeah, that's yeah. the last
0: show. So, I mean, you know, get out to mass. I mean, the sound out there is, you know, I feel like it's... I still feel like it's, for us, as a loud band with that high ceiling and everything and that wow, high really. stage, it's the best stage for us, you know, the best type stage. We haven't played the new Lola's yet. I'm absolutely looking forward to that, uh, uh, playing the, the stage out there and seeing how that and when is that? That's going to be October 22nd. Okay. Playing with a band uh, from New
1: York called the Black Rabbit called black rabbit make sure we put the put the uh, bolo out for that and try to try to make it i expect lola's to break the curse of that building in that space and they it got it, it they got it I think it's already it. there i've have you caught a show out there yet i have okay yeah. it's great yeah. love it um i think they're i think they'll be fine and i i love the pit like it Me too. somebody brought that up on a previous episode like why is that pit there Well, if you break it down, you can have 100 people right in front of the band, and everybody on left, right, and center still has a clean view. Yeah. It's a great setup. I love it. It's genius. I wonder when all this rain we got, if it flooded, though. That's what I do wonder. That's a good question. I had not thought of that, Sean. As long as the stage is raised, though, then (laughs) everybody else can just make it woodstock down there. It's fine. Yeah. Just get real sloppy. (laughs) Mudslide. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sean, thanks for doing this, man. Um, Yeah, man. I I know that I'm going to listen to this recording later, and I'm going to go... Why did I not ask him this? Why didn't we talk about that? But this has been a really fun recording. Uh, Any chance we could do it again? Absolutely. Bring uh, Taylor or Honey or anybody else.
0: Yeah, love to. All the follow-up questions once you post this, just like, oh, I
1: forgot to ask you this, and I'll answer in the bottom, okay? Okay. That'll work. Not in your bottom. In the (laughs) bottom in the text. All right. We got to get Sean another whiskey (laughs) before he falls over. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching Fort Worth Roots or listening to us, whatever you're doing. We will see you next week. Bye. A huge thank you to our new friend Sean Russell from the Cutthroat Finches for being on the Fort Worth Roots Podcast. You can find them on Facebook very easily. I don't know that there's another CTF out there, Cutthroat Finches. Their next show is going to be up in OKC at Beer City with Flickerstick. That's going to be dope. Uh, I know that I probably will not be making that. Probably. You can find their information on uh, Facebook, Instagram, all the stuff. Just look for Cutthroat Finches. Easy to easy to dig up. And I'll have their information in the show notes for you. Uh, man, excellent episode. And here in just a minute, you're going to get to hear Sean play live at the Isis Theater for us uh, on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. And then right after that, we roll into uh, two tracks that he provided for us. Uh, let's see. The first one is uh, a song recorded live at Mass called Bad Habit. The second one is Two Stars. And then we've got... Um, Two music videos. If you're not watching it on YouTube, you might want to check that out. This is a pretty dope episode to watch uh, visually. Uh, Yeah, so check that out. Sponsors, Roofing Solutions by Darren Hauk. Go to uh, roofingsolutionshouck.com, 817-882-6520. They will give you 50% off on a roofing tune-up just by mentioning the show. Woodpost Metalworks is at woodpostmetalworks.com. Easy to remember. Podcast 817 is the code to use at checkout for 10% off. Halk Walker Originals. Go to halkwalker.com and see all of their original gift ideas that will be perfect uh, for this upcoming gift-giving season. They do a lot of really cool personalized custom stuff. They even did the uh, laser etching for the tumblers that we gave away at our uh, most recent event. Very cool stuff. Go check them out. Hulk Walker Originals can be found at HulkWalker.com Spring Fest uh, Car Show. We did one last year. We were invited out to that. That is going down, uh, let's see, April 22nd uh, of this upcoming year. That is the River Oaks Spring Fest Car Show. Last year was incredible. This year is going to be more awesomer. You're going to want to check that out. Again, our Facebook page is loaded with information like this. So if you'd like to stay up to date, uh, find us on social media. Like I keep telling you, Facebook is probably the best uh, option for the most amount of information. But whatever uh, social media platform you use that you like to get your information from, follow us there. We're on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook as Fort Worth Roots. Easy to remember. Okay. I think that's it. If I forgot anything, I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, one last thing. I've got a guy for Christmas lights, residential and commercial. Uh, This gentleman has an out-of-town number, but he is local, so don't let that fool you. It's 325-232-4183, and uh, currently he's not offering any kind of incentive or discount, um, probably because he's booked out the Wazoo, so get to him before he has zero spots left. That's a uh, situation that you run into the later you get in the year. We had a lot of people move into town from out of town recently. So this is one of those services that's kind of hard to find. Uh, yeah. So give him a call. I know this guy personally does a great job, knows what he's doing, been doing it for years. 325-232-4183. And no, he is not a sponsor and he doesn't even know that I'm uh, shouting out his information, but want to support him. He's uh, very passionate about what he does and, good dude so blow his mind tell him that you heard about it on the fort worth roots and he's going to be like huh what really that's awesome okay anyway thank you all for being here um we're going to keep this thing rolling and i'm trying to keep come up with awesome ideas to make fort worth roots uh, more fun for the community and uh, engage with people more directly uh, lots of ideas and i just don't have enough time in the day but you know what would help little bit of support (laughs) you can support us by going to patreon.com it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com type fort worth roots into the search bar and uh, it pulls right up and you can support the show for four dollars a month Uh, there's another option on there if you'd like the entire back catalog uh, for all of our episodes what i do is when i sit down to edit i chop things up to make the episode shorter and flow better and all that good stuff but there are hours of content that you've never heard of I uh, had a chance to listen to because I edit and I make sure that it's a little more streamlined. I'm not hiding anything. I'm not trying to um, change the tempo of the show or the information. Uh, but I do j- just kind of try to trim it up and streamline it for you. Uh, some episodes, not so much, but some episodes uh, are missing a couple hours of content. So anyway... What am I talking about? On the Patreon app, if you sign up for the uh, second tier, which is 9 bucks a month, um, we give you something a little extra. We make sure that uh, we give you the entire back catalog with no editing. So you can go in there. If there's an episode where maybe you're smart, uh, uh, you you understand editing and uh, that entire process, and you're going, hey, wait a minute, there was an edit there. I wonder what they were talking about. Um, You can go to the... uh, back catalog and pull that episode up and see exactly what it was that I edited out. Edited it? Something like that. Anyway, I don't need your money. We, we can do this without you, okay? And I appreciate you listening, and this is not a shakedown, all right? But <laughs> with that being said, um, the Roadcaster, it's getting old. We need a new one. And we're doing stuff. We're building a studio over here uh, just outside of downtown Fort Worth. We've got the mobile podcast studio that we're trying to put together. And uh, we want to put more events on for you. So anyway, if you'd like to help us grow this show, it would be very well received. Very appreciated. Angela Houck, thank you for your support. Stephanie Daniels, thank you for your support. And uh, whenever we get some more Patreons on our Patreon account, we'll be talking about them too. And um, we can grow this thing together. Cool beans okay uh but i always like to close out anytime i say something like that simply thank you for listening to the show you do not owe me anything and we will continue to do this no matter what uh the reason that we do ask for funds is because we could uh we could do a lot more cooler stuff and we can get there a lot quicker so all right that's enough panhandling out of me thank y'all for listening to the show i don't think i forgot anything if i did i'll put it in the show notes And uh, one last time, Sean Russell, thank you for being on the show. Um, We are at your disposal. Anytime you and the band would like to come hang out, maybe it's just you and Honey, however you want to break it down, you're welcome uh, here at our studio any old time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you very much, and we will see you next week. Peace.
2: Yeah
0: Did that hurt? Song two. I didn't hurt nothing.
1: (laughs) I mean, there was only a few times when your voice broke. I'm going to have to put it into spanking. Hey, folks, give
0: him a break. It's just going through puberty. (laughs) You (laughs) want to do one more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. All right, let's make it work. Let's make it count. (laughs) New rabbits.
2: Broken guitar strings into bracelets Piled caps into collections And broken hearts into brave love songs She says Every moment in the picture sets the distance the tomorrow Thanks. kid knows your face I lost the intention, and I can't remember reasons for the shadowy season. Sometimes I push too far. I'll go fight a battle just to show that I won't rattle. You tried to warn me. Take it slow, but I haven't learned my lesson yet. You're my favorite bad habit, habit, habit. You're my favorite bad habit, habit, habit. You're my favorite bad habit, habit, habit. You're my favorite bad habit, habit. habit. And the medicine you're drinking, dumb, quiet demons. Luck is falling star. Unpredictable patterns, it always leaves you to burn. You try to.
0: ended right in front of the original fo home.